Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Level Up Cleveland. As we begin season three here with Hannah Crandall of Truss. Hey, hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that's right. She was the only one that could make it for Truss. The other guys kind of bailed on her, she said. She was a little sad. So we yeah. said, you know what, Hannah? We're going to make this all about you today. Yeah, Not their right. loss. Their loss. <laughs> From Truss, who couldn't make it today, I'm going to go over the guys real quick so that they all get at least at least mentioned. That's fine. We can mention them. Uh, on guitar uh, is Eric Kennedy and from uh, an earlier episode, we had uh, Lilia on here. He also plays guitar for them. He does, yeah. And on drums, we have Holden Shalik. And on bass guitar, Thomas Ratstatter. Yep. Um, guys couldn't be here. We'll get you guys back on eventually. I'm yeah. sure down the road one time Absolutely. we'll be able to get all the guys on here and stuff. Everyone decided to go out of town this weekend on me. So uh, That's that's all right, though, right? Yeah. I mean, like, once in a while, they got to get out, too, and do their thing. You, but you're, at least you're representing. You're here Absolutely. to represent. Absolutely. I'm here to represent all four of us. Um. So... Very, you guys are a very interesting band. We've been wanting to get you guys on here actually for a while. We've been, kept, we've had our eye on you guys for a while. Uh, you guys have like a, a strange hint of success that's kind of like, we're, I, at least I'm starting to see like splashes of you guys all over the place and places where you're starting to see like this is an up and coming band. This is a more, this is a more than just somebody's just playing in a band locally. You guys are getting some attention. You guys are getting write ups in some newspapers. You guys were in the Medina. Yeah. Uh, newspaper, yeah. yeah. I, I live in Medina, so oh, I, okay. I yeah. So awesome. I was like, oh look, these guys are on the front page. <laughs> um, pretty wild stuff. I mean, like, yeah. f- you know, you guys are uh, your very first single. We'll get into that. That's done very well on on the platforms. Very well, very very well. Yeah. So you guys are you guys are really kind of got some momentum going in right now. Um, one of the things that I also noticed about you guys is that you're another one of the bands that's kind of like been affected by the pandemic situation oh. too. Oh, yeah. So we'll get Absolutely. into that. I want to get into that, too, where because you guys started off, you guys went to Ohio State together, that yeah. whole thing. Let's get into that first, because that's kind of so, what starts it all off. Absolutely. So Holden and Eric and I have actually been playing together for, oh, geez, seven, eight years, maybe longer than that. Holden and I have known each other since we were in kindergarten. We're both 25 now. What? Um, we went to grade school together, um, and then Eric and Holden went to high school together. Where so was that's this at? How where, where, all the pieces meshed. Holden and I went to school at St. Albert in North Royalton. Oh, really? And then Holden and Eric went to St. Ignatius together. Oh. So they're both little Ignatius boys. Um, that's where they met. So Holden and I actually had a band in high school. We competed in the high school rock-off, the Tri-C High School rock-off at the House of Blues. And, you know, we did that all through high school. And he and I just had different projects throughout high school. Uh, long story short, we went off to college. We went to different schools. Thing just didn't really work out, and the band that we had at the time kind of fell apart. Um, along the way, Holden introduced Eric into the mix, who Eric's primary instrument is actually bass. A lot of people don't know that about him since he's playing guitar in both our group and in Lillier. That's kind of how he's represented in the local community, but he is primarily a bass player, and he was primarily our b- bass player when we first met him. Oh. Um, I actually went to Kent State my first couple years. And I ended up transferring to Ohio State, which was where Holden and Eric both went. The pieces kind of fell into place for us to start a group down in Ohio State with the three of us there. And we were playing original music, and we thought, Eric already knows all of these. You know, he's got the solos down. He's our main songwriter. Let's switch him over to guitar and try and find a bass player. And the rest is kind of history. We met Thomas in college. He became our bassist. Eric shifted over to guitar, and that group just stayed together throughout college. So we were primarily a Columbus band. That's where Trust got our start. That's where we released our first single. We played the frat parties and the bar gigs on the weekends, and it was a lot of fun. And then we all landed jobs back in Cleveland after graduation, which 
that just that that worked out really well for the four of us. We all came back to Cleveland. So you all stayed together. Yeah, we did. Just... We all stayed together, but we graduated two months before the pandemic shut down the whole everything. Um, so, you know, just like everybody else, we lost the chance to play and promote ourselves here. And it was really hard because nobody knew that we were making that shift from Columbus to Cleveland. Mm. And we couldn't really do anything to help promote ourselves because nobody was playing. Um, and on top of that, Holden actually went to get his master's degree. So for about a year there, on top of the pandemic, Holden was still in Columbus, and the three of us were in Cleveland. I, I, his name is Holden. His name is Holden. And, and he was making you guys he, Holden. He, was, he sure was. <laughs> <laughs> he sure was. And it was hard because, you know, not only are we not playing out and we're not promoting ourselves because nobody is, but we're not getting together to practice. We're not getting together to write because we can't because he's in Columbus and oh. there's a pandemic. So, so even, we even, really oh. lost that year. I feel like more so than a lot of bands because we couldn't even do stuff on the back burner. We couldn't even write. We couldn't get together. So um, it was it was really hard. Now, now, when that's going on, though, you guys individually, are you doing anything like to get ready for when yeah. you guys do get back yeah. together at that point? So we basically took the time of the pandemic to do something that's very valuable. Um, Eric and Holden actually got really into the production side of recording, and they ended up producing our album entirely. We recorded our first album in our apartments. Oh. We did it all DIY, all ourselves. Um, so during the pandemic, the two of them kind of started digging into the nitty-gritty of recording. We did some YouTube videos of covers and just little ways to, you know, get familiar with recording. And by the end of it, um, Eric primarily produced the album front to back. Oh, no kidding. So, and he learned all of those, you know, he self-taught himself how to do all that stuff during that downtime during the pandemic. So, um, so there was still a lot going on behind the scenes, but nobody really knew we were here yet. Now you guys, when you guys recorded your singles before you put out the album, you guys did, so you guys already had some singles recorded, right? I mean, you guys came out with, um, we had Mayhem. Mayhem. Mayhem was yes. your first single, right? Mayhem was our first single. Where did you record that at now? So um, the story behind recording Mayhem is kind of funny. We recorded that totally on a whim. We actually had a friend in college who used us as like a final project for he needed to record. He <sighs> no was kidding. working with a, a professor trying to you know get a hand on mixing. And uh, his name was Cooper Towns, good good friend of ours. And, you know, he, he just liked our band. He liked the song. And we walked into the studio one day and he said, you guys want to record a track? And we actually only picked Mayhem because at the time it had been the one we were playing the longest. It was the easiest song for us to just do on the spot. So we did. We all on the spot walked in there, did one take of Mayhem and handed it off to him. Eric played the bass on that track because we didn't have a bassist at the time. Oh. Um and the rest is history. I mean, it did so well. We have um, over half a million streams on Spotify alone on that track. That's crazy. Which is unbelievable. Um, we just got lucky. It got picked up by the algorithm. The right people put it on their playlists, and it kind of took off from there. But, yeah, recording Mayhem was – it was not a planned thing. It just kind of happened and worked out for us, and then people loved the track. You know, I think this happens a lot with a lot of bands. I know I know Pat and I, we write songs here and there. and used to write a lot more back in the day, but – it seems like the easiest stuff that, that – it, it seems like the more effortless stuff as a band when you're writing, for whatever reason, ends up being your best stuff and most popular yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like so, stuff stuff that you labor over and 
they never seem to get the no. reception that, that the ones that just seem to just Sad, flow right up. Why do you yeah. think that is? Why do you, what, what do you I don't think? Know. There's just something about, I, I almost think that it's just kind of a, a mindset. Like I know for me personally, if we're playing a song live that I'm like, Oh man, I got all these big high notes. I'm feeling a little, a little on edge, you know, yeah. like maybe that Anxiety will or something. show yeah. in my performance. Whereas a song like mayhem vocally, that's the easiest trust song there is. I mean, it's just, it's, it's very, very simple. Um, and so maybe that also shows in my performance. Yeah. It's just kind of I'm coasting through this one. Yeah, and yeah, I think right. that's the same way with instruments. You know, if you're playing power chords, if you're playing a solo, maybe that shows in your performance and people can kind of latch on to that, now, that now, feeling. Now, speaking of that, because, you know, you, you're not just a singer. You can actually speak from experience on that because you play bass also. I do, yes. I um I recently joined a cover band called Medusa. We're an all-female cover band. Oh, cool. Local to Cleveland. Um and I decided that I wanted to play an instrument, so I taught myself how to play bass during the pandemic. Oh. Um, I'm very hardcore beginner, but I'm playing three, four-hour sets with them, so I must be doing something right. And we, yeah. actually, we actually have a gig um, at Bullfrogs tonight in North Ridgeville, and then you can catch us again in December at C-Bars. So. Where, where is it, the December one? Where will that, was C-Bars, where's that C-Bars, at? C-Bars, um, it's in Euclid on, on Euclid Avenue. Oh, so uh, we have a handful of gigs coming up with them. I do not handle the booking for that band, so I kind of just read my texts, and it tells me where I'm going. Um, what kind of music are you guys doing? Oh, my gosh. We're doing everything from Fleetwood Mac to Black Sabbath. We just do all of, like, the classic rock covers that we can possibly think of. We toss in a couple um, current hits. So, like, we play some Monoskin, some Blink-182. But we're just a feel-good cover band. We want people to be dancing, you know, when we're playing and uh, we've only played four gigs so far, so we're we're relatively new. But all members of this band are in multiple other projects. So this is a little super group of, you know, a girl cover band in Cleveland. And that's how it starts sometimes, and then all of a sudden that's the one that takes off, and then yeah. all of a sudden you're like, I got to put all my attention into this project. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, and I get kind of the best of both worlds. I'm fronting a band. I'm the vocalist, and I'm fronting it, and I have to you know be talking to the crowd and be on my game. And my other band, I get to kind of take the back seat and yeah. just play bass, and it's really cool. I get to do both both parts that is cool yeah so before before you guys even get into the college thing you guys you, you were explaining how there was you know the relationships that were made in high school and elementary school in yeah. some cases and stuff like that are you guys all into music at that point also i mean are you are you also like already thinking about what's going to happen in the future so what so when you went to college a lot of that stuff was already kind of like or was it more of a surprise for you when you got to college? You're like, wow, this is really working out. Like, Well, so Holden, like I said, I've known him since we were five years old. The first time I ever saw Holden play drums was in the third grade. His wow. band played at our school dance. How and cool. I'll never forget it. I thought it was the coolest thing. Um, so he's been playing drums for as long as I can remember. Um, he might have been playing earlier than the third grade. I don't know. That's the first time I remember seeing him play. Um, Eric has also been playing since he was... I don't know, maybe 10. He picked up bass around that age. So um, I, on the other hand, did not start really singing until high school. I liked to sing in my room when I was little, but I was really shy and pretty awkward, and I didn't want to sing in front of people. Um, and the only reason I actually got involved in the band scene is because my dad and Holden's dad used to be really close friends. I went with my dad to drop something off at Holden's house when I was in high school, maybe freshman. And uh, they were having a band practice, and their singer was out sick. 
Oh, and they talked me happens. into just sitting in at a practice. They were like, oh, I was singing. They were covering um, A Thousand Miles, that Vanessa Carlton song that's in yeah. White Chicks. They were playing that, and uh, a guy was trying to sing it at practice. And I was like, <laughs> so, you know, they asked me. I was, you know, humming it on the sidelines, just kind of watching their practice. And they were like, oh, you know it. Why don't you sing? I'm like, mm, I don't sing in front of people. I don't do that. Obviously, I do do that because they forced me into it. And then a couple weeks later, I got a phone call asking for me to be a backup vocalist for that band that I had sat in at a practice with. And then from there, it just, you know, we started a whole new project and I started fronting the band. So we all kind of came in in different ways. Holden and Eric had been playing music since they were younger. Me, I got forced into it and I'm very glad that I did. Yeah, that's cool. And and let this be a lesson to people. Don't take off a day of practice no. with your oh band because that could be your last do day. Not, All of a sudden somebody pops in, yeah. they can sing and then you're out. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. Um, so you're saying you didn't even know you could, I mean, you knew, did you know you could sing? Was I it one of them I things? I could sing, but I didn't know that I could sing rock music. I didn't know that I could sing on a stage. I was singing like, church hymns and choir when I was little right. and that was kind of the extent of it I was singing Hannah Montana in my bedroom when well, I was, little, yeah. well, you know, that like, was big. and I loved singing and I thought oh I'm gonna be a singer when I grew up but I was so shy and stage fright and, and all that kind of I thing just never pictured myself doing what I'm doing now you how, know? Do, how do you get through it so how do you break that how do you how, what, what, when do you think all of a sudden your whole attitude about getting out there becomes more exciting and less yeah. fear I mean, as cliche as it sounds, you got to just stop giving a shit. You know, you just got to go up there and do it. You got to close your eyes to make it through it. Do that. You know, if you need to kind of separate yourself from the room, do it. If you need to picture people in your in their underwear, do it. I mean, for me, I know the first time that I ever sang in front of a crowd, I was 13. And it was because um, my choir teacher at the time forced me to do a solo in front of my school. And I was mortified. But I'm so glad that she did that because after you do it once, you realize it's not that big of a deal. And at the end of the day, a lot of people don't have the balls to be in your position anyways. So if you're up there, no one's, you know, nobody's judging you like you think you are. Oh, yeah, exactly. You just got to get over it. You just do. I look at it like I, I think everybody thinks like me. Right. I mean, like not exactly, but I mean, like as far as this kind of stuff goes, yeah. like when you're up there mortified, like you said, some people are mortified. You got to realize when someone is up there and you're watching them, everyone thinks like you are when you're watching somebody. Right. It's Absolutely. no different. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's yeah. no different. No, but there's no people. I mean, I'm sure there are certain people out there who are just oh, assholes. Yeah. But, you know, that's another thing you got to get. There's you, few. Yeah. You got to get used few. to that, too. Yeah. You know, one thing about this whole thing you guys do, not everybody loves you. Right. You know oh, what absolutely. I mean? You got you to gotta realize that, right? No matter who you are. If you, you're not going to please everybody. Once you're in that spotlight, you're, you're, you're going to have your, your naysayers and people who just, most of them are just haters in general, but that's but that's just, they're out there. You know what I mean? You got to just deal with all that stuff. Absolutely. So, so was this one of them things where as you're, if you're, as you're moving into this, did you right away feel like once you got past that, point where stage fright was kind of gone were you like it just immediately were you kind of that person um so my my dad loves public speaking and i grew up just with him kind of cramming that down my throat of like like what what do you mean by that like what so he he's a financial advisor that's what he and he just you know every event he's the guy at the podium every everything he's always talking in front of big crowds preparing speeches and stuff like that always Mm -hmm. and so i grew up around that just with him and um he's just a very outgoing guy and uh i started taking classes in college that were kind of revolving around public speaking even in high school i did that and i realized i loved public speaking i thought it was 
fun. I didn't get nervous. I um I always did best when I went on my feet and I didn't sit there and write down this speech and try to memorize every word. And I just went up there and I thought, if I can do this for a class, I can do it on stage. You know, yeah. what's the difference? And uh, so for me, it was like kind of just a click of this isn't that bad. You know, this is all in my head. People are not looking at me, judging me. And, you know, it's not bad and it's a lot of fun. And um, like I said, a lot of people wouldn't have the guts to get up there and do it anyways. So, you know, you got to pat yourself on the back and just make it work. And once you get over the stage fright that so many people have, it's just a blast. And you meet oh, yeah. so many cool people through doing this. Now, you, you, you got to be honest about this thought. Part of this whole thing is the fact that you're a highly talented person. I, right? <laughs> I'd so like I, to think so. Well, but yeah, I mean, you're a fantastic singer. <laughs> so you. when you're up there singing... You know, it is nice that you're going to get a good response in general because of the fact that you are a good singer. Thank you. Yeah, it's not even a really a borderline question, you know, Thank that you kind of thing. Much. So you're su- the success of the whole thing. Not to mention, you get into a band, you record a song, and the very first song that you guys record. It was a good, uh, we were off to a good start. It yes. was definitely a little bit of a, a confidence <laughs> a bit of booster. A confidence. Yeah, it's a confidence <laughs> It huge. absolutely was. And there's nothing yeah. like confidence. Once you've got yeah. that confidence, you, you feel like you can, a, and you can attack anything absolutely. at that point. You're ready yeah. to go. You can't wait till the next thing right and so so now you're so now you're guys that's what i want that's what i'm trying to figure out so you guys are in the high school at the time you're about to get into college because that's when it all happens like you know like i'm thinking like when i'm when you're about to get into something like college you're about to change a whole new chapter of your life so you you know you're going to tend to like i want to kind of be like you know i hope it's this i hope it's that but then the reality of the whole thing happens and and look what happened yeah did you guys all not to change the subject real quick, but when you guys all, you said you all got jobs in Cleveland, were all the jobs related to what you guys mastered or got your degrees in college? Or I'm the only one that it wasn't. Um, all three of my guys are engineers. It's oh. actually a play on the name, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I actually have a psychology degree. I'm not doing anything with it. The pandemic kind of screwed up my plans for getting my master's and everything in between. And so, you know, made ends meet, found a different job and things, is, things yeah. are good. Good, good, good. Um, but yeah, my all three of my guys are they have engineering degrees and they're all engineers. That's actually how That's, we met Thomas is because him and Eric work for the same company, so they were in the same internship program together oh. in college. They had classes that overlapped, so that was how he came into the mix. It's amazing how this happened. Yeah, really, it's really cool. Yeah, it because is. it's not it's not as if you guys ever and no no part of this story really is we were out. Trying to form a band. No, it just kind of... Yes. It didn't... I don't want to say it fell into our lap, but in a way, it kind of did. It kind of formed itself. Thomas came in at the perfect time. Um, You know, Eric knew Holden. I knew Holden. It just... Everything just kind of fell together. And, uh, you know, these three guys are some of my best friends. We get along so well. Love being around them. And just our personalities mesh really well. Our stage personalities mesh really well. So the pieces just fell into place for us. Definitely. That is awesome. So... What about now? Like, what 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 situation are you guys in right now? You guys just put out the album not long ago at all. Only a couple months ago, July yeah. 16th. Yeah, and, and it's a very good album. Very good album. Uh, actually, everything you guys have out is very good. Even when you guys did the um, the Cleveland versus thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, we put out a little video yeah, for that, yeah. you know. And 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 Pat and I were, used to be in a band where we played Let to Be Rock. Oh cool. Okay. It was one of the funnest songs I ever did in my life. One of my favorite cover tunes that we ever did. And you guys rocked that too. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hell yes. I appreciate it. Um, all the stuff that you guys have out already, actually, how what, what how are you guys feeling about that? Like, how did, let me ask you first about that. Let me ask you about Cleveland Versus. So the Cleveland Versus thing, I am curious about that. There's a couple of things I haven't really talked to anybody about it yet that's been involved in it. 
how did you guys get that song? Did you guys, how did, how do you, did you, did they decide, did you get to decide? I got to decide. So basically, um, Cleveland versus, you know, put out, I think it was on some type of social media, just looking for bands to be involved in this project. Um, I don't know if I like to post or whatever. Either way, we got to talking, trust got involved. They said, here's the artist, pick your song. But you know, you had to pick your song before anyone else picked the song to make sure no one was doing the same thing. Um, I kind of dropped the ball, forgot to pick the song a little bit, and then all the songs that we wanted to do were already picked. And I said, you know what? How about Let There Be Rock? Nobody's picked that yet. It's a killer tune. It's got to be on here. I mean, no, you can't not include this one. And the guys were like, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, we'll, we'll learn anything. We'll do whatever. All right. So I picked it. Um, and Eric was a huge ACDC fan growing up, still is. That was one of his, like, first favorite bands, as I'm sure it is for a lot of people. So he was really excited. He kind of took the reins on that, did the rendition of it pretty much entirely on his own. And we actually recorded it the day before it was due in our apartments and shipped it off. And uh, I think it turned out pretty cool. Yeah, you got, he made a little some little subtle changes in that song, too, that really kind of, like bring it a little more up to date and kind of like enhance it a little bit there's it, it actually makes it a little more heavier rocking yeah. song we which is unbelievable put our own little sprinkles on it yeah. like there's some fills in there that are just like classic holden things and some notes that i chose and you can definitely tell that you know it's it's trust we put our breakdown in there which you know breakdowns are our favorite thing in the world if you yeah. listen to any of our songs so we definitely made it our own i think a third part to every song is it's like it's you got to have a breakdown you got to yeah. have something oh, that yeah. takes you Pick off the energy of up. Back. yeah absolutely who's the main writer how, how do you guys go about writing songs uh, and, and what's the how does that process work um eric is our primary songwriter um for sure reset my head the title track on the album he wrote front to back from everything with uh the music to the lyrics everything um, I love the story of how he came up with that. It was about three in the morning and he would just had a clicked in his head, woke up, got it all written down the next day, you know, showed it to all of us. We all loved it front to back and it stuck the way that it was. Um, I changed some little melody things here and there, but nothing major. And then that ended up being the title track because it's one of our favorites um, of our songs. Yeah. But for every other song we've written, it's um, everyone puts in their own piece. So Eric will primarily come to us, you know, like I said, he's our main songwriter. He'll start off with a riff or just an idea, and we'll kind of build off of what he's brought to the table a lot of the time. Holden will uh, put together his own drum part. You know, Thomas will put in his bass line. I'll change up the melody. Um, Besides Reset, I've written all the lyrics for our songs. So, you know, I handle the the lyrical content for all of our songs. Um, The writing process for Trust is sometimes difficult, but I think it makes our songs sound the way that they are um, because Eric will come to us with a riff and uh, Holden kind of forces him to repackage everything. He'll say, oh, you know, you should have tried this instead of this. And we'll spend a lot of time on just these little nitty gritty things because Holden will bring that to the table. And sometimes it gets frustrating and sometimes it takes us a long time to finish one song. Yeah. But I think all of the songs turn out the way that they do because each one of us will kind of nitpick and change these little things. And you can tell that it's all four of us contributing to every song. So... It's, it's a group process, as I'm sure a lot of bands are. It just it starts off with Eric, and then all of us kind of feed off of that. So it's just you're just improving the song. I mean, you guys, you guys have song. a bass, and then you're just constantly yeah, making improvements. Absolutely. Yep. Let's roll. I want to talk a little bit more about uh, the writing process okay. with you guys. Just, just, just because I think it's an interesting situation. You mentioned you got three engineers I in do. the band, and we're and we're, you know as I'm thinking about that, I'm like, wow, that's that could be a very complex situation oh, to have yes. three different. 
I mean, I mean, they're all engineers, but that doesn't mean they're all thinking the same. You know yeah. what I mean? And so yeah. they all have their opinions, and they all think their opinions should count, right? Yeah, they all they. <laughs> What's it like, Hannah? Tell us. What's it like being Mama Bear of nobody, Trust? No, nobody gets it. Nobody <laughs> understands my position. How? Oh. Anyways, um, no, they're great. They, um, I think, because of the way that they are, our songs turn out the way that they do. You yeah. know, like um, Holden was big into like the the prog rock in high school and college. Um, Eric is a big you know grunge guy. Thomas loves metal, thrash metal. Um, so you have you know. Three engineers with three different music tastes, you know, primarily coming together to write. And uh, I think it shows in our songs. You know, we have our little technical parts. We have our breakdowns. We have, you know, our melodies are very clean cut. They all show in the writing process. And, you know, being in a band with three engineers, I laugh about it because it's just like... Yeah, right. Do you it's a, even it's another, know what I'm dealing with? It's a crazy situation. <laughs> what I'm dealing with, but it's it's all good. All good things. You you're, you said that you wrote all the lyrics for the album except for... Reset My Reset, Head. Yeah. Reset My Head. And one thing about Reset My Head, like I, I, to me, the title of the album was perfect for coming out of the pandemic. It is. That uh, that was not planned, but it definitely worked out in our favor. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like to me, that was definitely like, wow, that's that's exactly what everyone needs to be doing. Absolutely. Um, But then you said you wrote, wrote all these lyrics. Were you always, did you always do that kind of thing? Poetry or anything like that? Was this something you did or is this a brand um, new thing that you just said, I'm going to do it? I never, I actually, I don't want to say I don't like poetry, but it's not my, not my cup of tea. We'll put right. it that way. Um, I just kind of started jotting down lyrics in a notebook anytime, you know, you're driving in the shower, taking a walk, whatever. They come, come to up you. with a couple of lines. I just used to write them down either in the notes on my phone or in, um, I have, you know, a designated notebook where I write things down. And what's kind of interesting about the way that I go about my lyrics and melodies with trust is that. The lyrics come first, and there's never really a melody that I have when I write them. So what I'll do is, uh, is I'll write down all these lyrics that you know I think I think these are good. I want these to be used, and then as we write, I'll find a song where I'm like, this could work. These lyrics can fit in here. I don't know how yet, but they can. And I'll kind of morph the lyrics that I've already written into the melody that I have in mind. Do you have so, a bunch of lyrics already written to I choose do. from? I do. So like I have pages of lyrics right now, just sitting there waiting. Excuse me, to pick and choose where things should go. Do do you ha, do it you? It might come, be backwards, but it works for me. Well, no, it's, it, there is no. I don't think there is a way. I think there's whatever way works for you. Like, okay. I think that's the way it is. That's what works for me. So. Do you find that you pick a subject, a matter to write about, and then kind of like write about that, or are you the type that just comes up with a bunch of random ideas and and all the lyrics just make the song great? Does that make sense? Yes, that, I've done both. Um, you know, some of the tracks on the album were a subject line, and then I just see what I can do. And some were just random bits and pieces of things that I found, you know, overlapping themes in, and I put them together. I think for me personally, it works better to have just a general subject. And, you know, if it changes along the way, it changes. But that's just an easy way for me to keep my ideas kind of in one place and keep the lyrical content, you know, on the same Topic. Is this something you constantly have to do? Like, is this something that I mean? I mean, like, is this an ongoing thing that you always find yourself, no matter what? This is just a part of life. Every yeah, day? it is. I mean, like I said, I keep notes on my phone. Just if I'm at work and I think of something, I'll pull out my phone. And I'll write it down real quick. And so, um, see, I think these are the things you never want to forget things. So it's just the easiest way to do it. Right. And I think these are the things that really separate bands. Right. I mean, like you either, you know, like you put out a band puts out an album or puts out a single and you see a little success. It does one of two things, I think, to people. It either satisfies them, 
and all of a sudden they're not really writing anymore. They're just living in this song or this album they put out, and they're just happy with it. And they're, right. And then you have the other the other groups who they put it out, and they're already thinking about their next project. They're already thinking about what's coming next. This is done now, you know. Like we're we'll tour on this or we'll play on this. Got to promote this. But we're already thinking for the next thing, you know. And I think that's what separates a lot of these bands. It seems like we're if you're if your train is going and it doesn't stop ever, you have a good chance of getting making some noise out there. That's definitely where trust is. Definitely, it's nonstop. Um, I personally handle all of the managerial things for the band. You know, booking. Um, all the publicity, you know, reaching out to places, everything in between, uh, the merch, I, I handle all of it and it never stops ever. We're already booking well into 2023. We're already recording our next single. It just never stops. So, it's awesome though. Which is awesome. I mean, you, 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 you're having fun doing all this oh though, Oh my right? gosh. I mean, all four of us, it's a dream to have trust be what we are and what we do full time. And what could be. You know. And what it could be still. You never know. You never know. So you guys put out Mayhem and then all of a sudden you guys... Uh, did a thing live at Weird Music Studios. Yes. This was an EP yeah. that you guys released. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. So um, you cannot find that anymore. Um, we actually removed it from all streaming services just because uh, we wanted full focus on the album. And there were a couple tracks that were on that EP that ended up on the album. And we just wanted the best version of those to be what people you. are looking at. Um, live at Weird Music Studios was really cool. So the situation was that Weird Music Studios in Columbus actually reached out to us and wanted us to play at their uh, open house for the studio. And in return, they gave us a live recording. So we basically just took our whole performance and decided to put it out as an EP. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We met some cool people. Uh, a couple other bands were involved in it, like Courtney from Work out of Columbus, if you're familiar with them. They did the same thing, put out a live EP. Oh, cool. And then we eventually... Like I said, took it off of streaming services, but not until the album came out. So right, it was right. up for a while. So how, how did that do? How, it did I, pretty well. We actually, this is kind of cool. We did a cover of uh, Rebel Yell that was on oh, that EP. Cool. It was, it's one of the songs that like, we just have as our go-to cover song if we want to throw it in a set. It's one that we all really like. We've made our own. You know, the crowd loves it. People will sing that song pretty easily. And so we decided to put that as one of our songs on the live EP. And that one... Um, that one did really well, and I was sad that we took that one down, but that's all Eric's fault. Oh, really? So we were all in an <laughs> argument about whether or not that should come down, and he ultimately won. What, what was his reason? Through. Because you guys wanted live to be more of a more of a surprise live type thing? He just, of... We wanted to clean up our Spotify profile, essentially, is what it comes down to. We wanted Mayhem, great. Half a million streams, awesome. Album. We just, we, we want... We wanted to start off, you know, clean you. on that. You. And we didn't want a cover to also be what represents us on social media. And that was do that cover was doing well, which is really cool. But we're not a cover project, and uh, I don't want people to know us for a cover. So yeah. we wanted that album to be first when you, you know, go and look us up. I understand so, that totally. So it's it's fine. It all worked out. And I'm thinking that, you know, maybe one of these days we could actually get a studio version of it and put it up, and that would be cool. Well, yeah, you guys did. Well, you did. You did the ACDC. Yeah, so why not? Uh, yeah, at this we point, know we can. Well, so. and at this point, you guys just kind of made us think of you. You're gonna make a name. You guys yeah. are out there now, kind of like not known for the covers. You, you could do whatever you want now. We're trying. At this point, we're trying. So then you guys make the album. And, make the album. And 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 you we record this. You guys have the the luxury as a band, a rare luxury of not paying for any of these recordings. So you you you've you've got the the first one. Was it, you didn't pay for yeah, that? Yeah, we didn't pay for that. We were a final project. Yeah. 
And then, you, and then you don't pay for this because you're yeah. going in there. And then so he goes and learns it. So you'll never have to pay yeah, ever. So I, um, which now that it's all said and done, I will admit that I was wrong. Um, <laughs> this is on record and that never even happens. But I'll admit it. Um, I wanted to go to a studio to do the, to do the album. I thought, you know, all four of us are in an apartment. I'm like, how are we going to pull this off? Where am I going to track my vocals? I mean, the... I just didn't see how this was all going to come together, yeah. you know, um, and we just didn't really have anything to go off of in terms of, you know, can we even do this? Can we make this work? This sure. is our This is our first album. This is our debut album. You know, we're all pouring our heart and souls into this thing. I'm like, I want this to be the best version that it can possibly be, as did the three of them. And so I was uh, a big doubter in the process. I did not want to do it ourselves, and the three of them fought me on it. And uh, ultimately, I'm glad that they won because I think it is the best that it could be. And you know, we care more about this album, these songs, than more than anyone ever is going to care about them. So Absolutely. more time and love was put into them. Yeah, that's and, the thing, right? Um, I think it sounds great. It I, does. I, I couldn't be happier with yeah, it. You guys have great sound. Thank you. Um. But it does though. That's that's what I was kind of getting into. Is that the the beauty of doing it this way is you're not under on a clock. You know, yeah, you're, exactly. you're 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 you literally don't feel pressure. Yeah. Um, you can redo your vocals a hundred times if you feel you need to. You can do it twenty times and pick one, and yeah. you can piece it. You can yeah. do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And you have all the time in the world to do all this stuff. So getting the best version actually becomes easier it does absolutely yeah. you know what i mean i'm very glad that we we did it this way like i said i had my doubts but i i'm so happy with this album i'm so proud of it um and it's just cool that i can say that you know holden helped with the production and then eric kind of steered the ship so so the album comes out you guys release it yes and how are you feeling about the album how was the reception and from it and everything how did you, how did it all go right afterwards so we put out the album on July 16th, so it hasn't been out for very long. And then we actually had our album release show um, at the Grog Shop, which was unreal. Um, we had over 300 people there. Wow. So I, uh, it's best night of my life. Um, it no was kidding. awesome. Um, the Grog Shop is also my favorite venue in all of Cleveland, so I was just really happy that, you know, Kathy worked with us and gave us a Saturday night in the middle of summer. I mean, it just couldn't have gone better. We had um, two other bands on the bill for the release show, some of our closest friends. We had Dive Bombs, and then we also had uh, Quick Mystery. Cool. Great bands. If you don't know who they are, definitely check them out. Um, so the album drops, and uh, the promo behind it, you know, following the album was it was so cool. We were in the Plain Dealer. We were in Cleveland Scene Magazine. We were in Medina Weekly. Um, how did that all happen? How, how, how did I mean, I, did they contact you guys? Or? It was a, it was a mesh of both. So like I tried to make people aware that the album was being recorded back when it was being recorded, so that you know, I I would go to people and say, hi, I'm so and so. I'm from this group. Here's what we have coming up. And then, you know, people respond back saying that they are or aren't interested, essentially. And, you know, it comes down to follow-up. And so I would follow up these places. People people are busy. I mean, Cleveland Scene, do you have any idea how many bands they probably have, you know, messaging them? So oh, yeah. I just tried to stay in contact with people. And sure enough, everyone remembered us when the album came around. And, you know, everyone – I had interviews and people called me and emailed me. And just everyone was awesome. People were so much help. Um we were on the radio, you know, the Summit radio station played yeah. a ton of our tracks. Obviously, I'm here today now. We had a lot of interviews set up. There was just a lot of people that 
helped us promote the album as soon as it dropped. We had a lot of just bigger social media accounts that would feature us and, you know, TikTok, we had, uh, we put out like an ad, they got like 10,000 views, like right out the gate. There was just a lot of good people that helped us get the out al- the word out about the album as soon as it dropped that's awesome so, yeah it's Very a great cool. it's, it, it, it was it, so cool but you, but you guys have quality you know like I, we talk about it on the show all the time no matter what the talent levels are no matter what anything is in a band no matter all the other stuff the only thing that matters is are the songs good right it's all that matters i know and you guys I write good it. songs which is which is huge i mean Thank like you. that's what you do and and so you know you know you're writing good songs when you have a lot of people saying wow we really like you guys you're doing something yeah. right we're doing something I haven't quite figured out what we're doing you're doing something we're doing right. something right so so you guys put out the album and usually when you put out an album you guys have a conversation about what singles we're gonna use what's the best songs da 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 how 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 which what, how did that all play out? It was pretty much unanimously agreed upon right out the gate that the title track was going to be the single right. "Reset My Head." Um, I always tell people, you know, if you're looking to catch a glimpse of our sound in one song, that's the song you should be listening to. Mm-hmm. Mayhem might be our most popular, but it's definitely not the most representative of us. We're on the heavier side, and Mayhem is not, which is yeah. fine. Um, but reset is on the heavier side. And, you know, if you, if you've ever been to a show of ours, you know, we jump around, it's really high energy. We have our head banging, our breakdowns and, uh, all of that is definitely captured in reset. So I always point people to that song and we def, we agreed on that song being the single that we put out just for that reason alone. You know, this is the best representation of us and this album out of all of these tracks. So that was released as our single. That was the only single that we put out prior to the album being released, too. We actually had a plan to put out more than that, but um, on the downside of doing it yourself, time kind of got away from us, and, you know, deadlines were pushed back. So, But it all worked out. Reset did really well as a single, and um, all of the tracks are doing well following it. So it all worked out. So you guys are basically a totally indie, though. You guys, you guys don't have any, you know, DIY. You guys don't have any... Buddy, helping you guys through any of this? This is all done by you guys. I wish we did, but we do not. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys ever talk about maybe we need to add somebody to this this whole process to like help us through this a little bit? Cause we have. For time, if nothing else, purposes. We all four have full time jobs. Um, you know, it's it's hard. We're all in multiple projects on top of our full time jobs with trust as the focus point for all of us. We have brought it up. I mean. It would be really nice for me to have help because I'm the one, you know, like an agent or a manager or just stuff. somebody that yeah. just takes care of a lot it of it. It would be it would be awesome to have it, you yeah. know. But um There's trust factors. There is. And I care more than they're gonna care. So um You just feel like you're the only one that's gonna get it done right. It's kinda like when I ask my roommate to clean and then I just have to re-clean because it's like, I should have just done it myself. You know, right. I'll do it better myself because I care more than you do. Yeah, no. So we're doing all right by ourselves. So um, until we're in a position where we really can't figure it out, we're DIY. If you guys had to release a second single, which one would it be off the album? We're, we would all disagree on this, all of us. Well, you. Um, a, this is this is this is I have Hannah's a favorite. show today. I have a favorite track on the album, and it is the last track on the album, Drown, um, which I was worried that it would get overlooked just being the last track, and it's actually, you know, Right behind Reset My Head on the stream on the view list. right now, oh, which is nice. really awesome. Um, secret information. We have a music video that's in the works for that song as well. So that's what I would have wanted to uh, kind of put into the world, but I'm glad that we didn't because it's kind of the hidden gem at the back end of the album. So you're you're you have all these little pure things about yeah. your you. You like <laughs> like 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 just the success of something isn't good enough. 
you got you it, there's the journey that takes you there that's kind of just as important as the end result you like you like i want it done but i want it done this way yes i do and that's I just do. that's just as, from talking to you as it seems like yes you yeah. like you want like you have a plan in your head of how things are supposed to go doesn't always go that way, but I definitely, I'm always thinking about, you know, what's next for the band, what I can be doing or, you know, what we need to fix. And I know the other guys are in the same boat as me. You know, we're always thinking about what this band needs to do next and, you know, what's, what's in store for us. Well, what is, have you guys already started writing for another album or you guys already have any songs written for that? So we are in the midst of tracking another single, which is cool. We probably won't put that out, um, until 2023 we don't want to compete with the holidays um we you made guys that think mistake. of everything we made that mistake with the live ep we put it out like right around christmas and i was like nobody cares because oh. it's christmas so um don't compete with the holidays uh for streaming services but yeah we uh we're writing we are in the midst of tracking another single um i don't think we're really thinking about another album yet uh we still gotta heavily promote the one that is new so are you guys an album band I mean, like, will that, will that continue on? You're not going to be a singles band where you just constantly put out singles? I don't want to be, personally. Um, so I you know... have an old school. You're an old school person, aren't you? Like, yeah, you we, have a... we all are. Yeah. We all are. Um, I don't want to be a singles band. Uh, I don't think the other guys do either. We have talked about it here and there. We're, we're going to put out this next track as a single and just kind of feel it out, see how it plays out. Um, maybe we'll put out an EP instead of an LP. I don't know. Something that's a little bit shorter. But our album wasn't terribly long anyways. It was no. under 40 minutes. So to me, you know, that's not some big daunting no, album. Like you can listen to that front to back on a drive and, you know, you're you're good. Yeah. So I would like to stay as an album albums band. Um, I personally love listening to albums front to back. You know, the artists put them together in such an order in a way where you're supposed to do that, at least for a lot of bands. Um I'm a big 90s grunge fan. All of my favorite bands are, you know, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, all those guys. You can't tell me you're listening to Dirt and you're not listening to it front to back. I mean, <laughs> they have transition I, tracks. I'll agree like, with you that's that. the point, you know. So if you're going to put out an album, that the band has thought about that. At least, at least we have with this album. You know, we have certain transitions throughout this album that – they're there for a reason, you know, the way the songs flow and the little, you know, at the end of Broken Glass, you can hear glass smashing and it kind of flows into the next track. At the end of New Boy, the last note of New Boy is the first note of Drown, you know, so we thought about that stuff. And oh. I, I like to think that other bands do, too. I don't know. I, I mean, I think, I'm I sure some cool do. Thing. I'm sure some do. But but I, I think today most bands aren't thinking in the the master, the big, the big work of art type yeah. thing, you know, the, yeah. the, the numbers, numerals. The numerous songs, <laughs> the numerous songs on one LP. I don't think that they think that that way no more. I think that they want to put all their energies in writing a song, making a video for it, and then putting that song out, and then in another month doing it again, another yeah. month doing it again. I guess we're old school, but um, you know, right out the gate, so far it's working for us. So. No, I think it's cool that you guys are actually looking at your album as a whole project, almost like a concept. I don't want yeah. to call it a concept no, album, yeah. but it, it kind of goes along that line of doing that where you're very conscious of it as one piece of work and not just a whole collection of songs. And that's cool. I mean, that's that's. Yeah. I think it's cool. See, I got that out yeah. without stumbling. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> We're rolling now. Yeah, I got it. All right, so the band is playing out. You got a pretty big gig coming up here. Uh, I want yeah, I want to talk talk about that. Um, tell everybody what's going on. You got you got some, right. and, you're, yeah. and you're kind of planning this whole thing, right? I this am. Is... I am. Uh, so this this whole thing, I'm a little proud. It was my idea, um, and uh, I pitched a show idea to the House of Blues, and they 
we're all about it. So on December 9th, it's going to be our last show of the year, and it's a big one. Um, I'm putting together a all-female-fronted event, all local acts. So we have eight bands on the bill. We have uh, Solon, Mr. Princess, Detention, Lillier, Grumpy Plum, Truss, Hello Luna, and Envoy. Wow. Um, so we got a really stacked bill. We have the whole House of Blues shut down for one night only. Both the Cambridge Room and the main stage will have bands alternating the whole night. Um, and this show is for women's rights. So I put together, you know, an all-female-fronted bill. Um, all of the tickets are donations. The House of Blues really backed me up on this. They're helping out with the marketing. Um, we'll have T-shirts available for one night only. We have a silent auction going on. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of steering the ship for this event and I'm just glad everyone's backing me up, but that'll be Truss's last show for 2022, but it is a really big one. And, um, there's a band on the bill for everybody. We have all different genres, bands from all different places. It's going to be really cool. and I'm really excited. So you're going to have the both stages going, but they won't go simultaneously. So you're doing this for setup purposes. So one can go, boom, boom, boom. uh, The band's alternating. The whole night. So Constant. every everyone is playing a 30 to 40 minute set. And, you know, while a band is changing over on one stage, there's a band playing on the right. other. Right. You won't so, have no no downtime yeah, there. So music able... all night. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, what time do you know? Is there a time this is going to start? Yes. Yeah, so doors open at 5. First okay. band will play at 6.30 and it goes all night. Wow. So that eight, could be a blast. Eight bands. Yeah. Wow. Nice so very job. Very excited. And you did all this. I did. Nice job. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. And Medusa much. is Medusa. playing out. C-Bars, December 17th. That will be our last show for the year. So you, and you'll be playing bass on that? I will. If they, want to get this, if they want to get your music, they can get it on all the platforms. What if, what if yes. they want to buy it? What if they want to buy it? So um, I am uh, slacking, but doing it. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get, you know, on our website, we're going to have merch available. You can buy our CD, T-shirts. We have some new merch in the works. So www.trustband.com. You can find everything um, to purchase through there. Also, you can just come to a gig. We always have a merch table set up. We really like to meet people in person who are supporting us. So I always encourage people, if you're interested in buying something just come out to a gig and stop at the merch table and say hi you know we have all of those things available at our shows sweet it is sweet hannah thanks for coming cool. down i Thank really appreciate it me. i really Thank appreciate it. this was great this was great this was a great one great start to season three yes we got a strong, strong yes start. you did great without the guys you don't need them. you don't even need them girls rule. <laughs> it's the girls rule. <laughs> i love it all right everybody that's it for us we'll see you guys next week